I push the button and there he comes, warm water. I close my eyes and let it run down my body. After more than two months, I have my first shower. I could stand here for an hour. After this delightful experience, I put my clothes back on, I open the door and I get out. The icy, crispy air hits my face. What a contrast. I'm on a camping ground. Walking towards our bus, which is standing next to the Baltic Sea, I think of the island. I miss it. But now I'm in another adventure and the climate reminds me that I am way up north. This short walk makes me understand that we need to go and buy some clothes. My sneakers are not made for the north, neither are my jeans. But blimey, who thought that I would still be in Sweden by now? On the road with a camper van, heading towards the Polar Circle? Well, not me. But life never stops surprising me. This is Anna. Oh, hi. No, I'm still in Sweden, heading to the Polar Circle. No, no, it's all fine, I'm working. My new office for the next three weeks is just standing in front of me. A camper van. Really? Yeah, lucky me. After the phone call, I return to the van. Samuel is cooking. I say, Samuel, I just talked to a friend. He told me that he envies me and my lifestyle and he thinks I'm lucky. But I don't get it. It wasn't luck bringing me here. It's eight years of work, about 93 failures, two almost insolvencies and a pandemic which has stopped my business abruptly. I'm not sure if lucky is the right word here. A long conversation starts. A conversation about luck, about values, about independency, about determination, about focus, about never having a plan B, and about failures. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode. My name is Anna Yelen. Some call me the time expert. I'm someone who has failed many times and... In today's episode, I would like to tell you how I handle failures. Now, the whole wide world will not provide enough energy or battery to put my failures of the last eight years into a podcast episode. But I can tell you a story that happened to me when I was 16, almost 17 years old. It's not just a story about failure, but also about shame. And it shows you a way of how to handle failures. Here's the story. I grew up in a mountain village in Switzerland. If you wanted to spend time with your friends during the wintertime, you had to ski, because that's what everyone does, skiing. But I never liked skiing. So I did snowboarding. But this bored me as well. That's why I thought myself to be lucky when I met a friend of the family, a Norse guy, 
named Paul. Let's do Telemark, he said. I was 14 years old, having no idea what Telemark was, and I suppose most of you guys don't know what it is. Here is the simplest explanation. Usually when you ski, you stand all upright and you ski down the hill. Well, with Telemark, with every turn, one knee is having contact with the ski. The shoe is only on its forefront fixed to the binding. The inside ski is going to set backwards with a smooth movement of the unfixed heel. With every turn, you bounce up and down. And you are making one squat after the other. And in the end of the ride, both legs are tired and ties are burning. All that time it wasn't very in to do telemark, and it was rare to see someone doing it. Most of my friends thought it was very awkward and funny looking. Now let's move two years forward. I've been doing telemark two years. I am 16 when I participate at my first Swiss telemark championship. I am nervous like hell, but I get down. And in the evening I write into my diary. Many people don't do telemark because they are ashamed to do it. Because it looks different and others might laugh. But it's a shame to think like this, because like this you will never learn something new. A year later I am at my second Swiss telemark championship in Engelberg, Switzerland. I'm standing at the starting house and I look down at the slope. My poor parents are with me. <laughs> Never in my life I will forget mom's face looking at the first part of the slope. It's breathtaking steep and filled with bumps. It's called Mogul Slope. Moguls are a series of bumps and it's seen as a separate discipline. But here it's part of the competition. Bumps after bumps. Mom stiffens and tries to hide it. I look at her and she looks at me in horror. That's when I realise, okay, okay, concentrate on other things and please ignore her. But of course she's in horror. So am I. Because I have never skied a mogul slope before. And here I am at the Swiss Championship, minutes before I have to get down there. So the first part of the slope is the one I somehow have to survive. The second part of the hill is where the classic Telemark style comes with slalom poles, as in a regular skiing contest. Suddenly a reporter with a cameraman stands next to me and asks if they could film me doing some stretching and warm-up exercises. It will be mentioned in the Tagesschau, the state news channel, that I am the youngest to participate at the Telemark Swiss Championship. They film and I do some bizarre stretching, fixing the slope with my gaze, looking like a pro. But in truth, I had never ever stretched before skiing. The time has come and I stand at the start. Beep, beep, beep. And off I go. Advertisement. 
I have a members club and this week I will upload a video where I talk about the time aspect in failing and moving forward. And also why I never have a plan B, but only a plan A. And how this has worked so far and why I wouldn't change this approach. Find more details on www.annayelen.com. There's my members club. Welcome. Now, if I tell you it was steep, I mean really steep and additional, all these bumps, I was scared. So what do I do? I put my skis parallel and I start to slide down sideways. Very slowly, I slide over one bump, two bumps, and that's what I do. I slide down the bumps. Sometimes I make a turn and then I continue to slide down. It's not forbidden to do this, but you surely don't advance fast and it's not the point with a mogul slope. But it was the only option for me to get down. And I feel how people look at me in amazement, like... Is she ever going to get down? But yes, 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 yes. I arrive at the classic part and I feel comfortable. Now I can go for it. Until I hear a woman screaming, Get out of my way! Out of my way! Well, the organizer has made a fault. He let the Swiss champion start after me. I wasn't even in the half of my run when I heard her scream, but also some in the audience. Let her pass. Let her pass. I went to the side. I let her pass. And then I continued my run. I can't remember what the commentator at the finish line said when I finally arrived. And I don't know if all the people in the audience felt embarrassed for me. You know, coughing in the fist, trying to look to the left and the right. But I do remember that I was ashamed. I did not only make it down slowly, but I even had to let someone pass. This was a failure. And do you know what I did? And I still do with every failure that happens to me. I brush it off. I brush it off as if a bug is sitting on my shoulder. I'm aware of it. This was a failure. I will take my notes on what I could do better the next time. And that's it. I continue. That evening, after the competition... I was eating dinner with my parents and my little sister on the way back home and the world was fine for me. No scars left, at least not for me. (laughs) I think my parents were traumatized that day. Now, the one question after this story is how was I able just to brush it off that way even though This was a failure and also a shameful story. 
but the reason is simple. I said yes to this competition without any pressure, without any expectations and with a significant portion of lightness. It's like, yeah, why not? I did not put any weight on the project or myself. When you fail in a project that was done with simplicity and lightness, failure is also light, and that's the thing. Take Forrest Gump, he's a good example. He takes everything with lightness and ease. It makes life a lot easier. So this might be a piece of advice I would give. If you start a new project, do it with lightness. And don't forget to put focus in there. That's important, of course. A good portion of focus and a will to make the best out of it. And if you fail the project, you will be able to say that you have tried your best. And with the lightness, you started the project. You will not fall deep. You only have to orientate to a new goal, a new path, and to start walking it. The best quote I ever heard about failing is, If you fail, fall forward. I think it's Denzel Washington. And if you fall forward enough times, you'll end up closer to where you want to be than if you fall back. Fail and fall forward. My dear listener, If you are experiencing failure right now and you are at the bottom, I would say, get all those tears out. And when this is done, sit down, analyze it, draw conclusions, reinvent yourself, create a plan, take a deep breath and continue the journey. My friend on the phone was right saying that I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I always get back on my feet after failure. But to be here, where I am right now, includes many failures and a lot of perseverance going hand in hand with my typical Anna lightness. Am I lucky to still be in Sweden? Well, I would be back in Switzerland by now. But the last speech of the year has also been cancelled. That's when we decided to stay here longer. So looking at my speaking business, 2020 was a total failure, a mess. But let me tell you one thing. Other doors have been opened. Until this year, the podcast was a side project. And I was sad I couldn't invest more time and craft into it. But the last weeks and months... I was able to give it more focus because I didn't have any speeches. And the audience has been growing. My podcast has grown from a side project into a key element of my business. See, every failure has its bright side. And I feel accompanied by great, great people like you. And I want to thank you for being part of this. That's nice. And that's all for this week. I hope you are doing fine. Please take care. Bye. And by the way, I like to imagine that I listen to this song 
just before the competition. You know, feeling all excited, confident, like a Viking. And then I start to slide down slowly. <laughs> Bye.